0: Hello, it is December 18th, about a full year since I started this podcast. And today I wanted to bring you an Instagram live that I did a few days ago with my really good friend from college named Blanca. And in this podcast, we talk about what her and I both do, who we help, and how we stay in our lane as practitioners with different skill sets. I'm a registered dietitian. She's a physical therapist, and we have a really good discussion on a variety of people that we see in our practice, how we can help them. We share stories of situations where clients were harmed by previous coaches before coming to us and the green flags to look for when searching for health professionals to help guide you so you can stay safe and feel better faster because we love less trial and error when it comes to your health. We also dive into what it means when you're doing everything you need to be doing to lose weight, but the weight just isn't coming off. You'll wanna stay tuned until the end because we give you so many tips to follow before purchasing a workout program or nutrition package from someone online. This episode, if you listen to our tips, should save you a lot of money. If you'd like to work with Blanca, be sure to check out the show notes for her Instagram and website. And as for what I have coming up for you guys, I am launching a brand new 12 week program at the start of the new year, January 7th, and it has limited spots. Everybody that does this program is going to get group coaching on top of one-on-ones, on top of recipe collections and exclusive interviews with other holistic health practitioners, so that you can begin to really ask yourself the right questions when it comes to your health and heal that much faster. Because if you'll learn anything or take anything away from this podcast, it's that in order for you to get to the point of healing and feeling better, you need to begin with asking the right questions and finding support and guidance from others that can further guide you to ask even deeper questions and get to the root of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. My 12-week program is perfect for the busy woman that feels like nothing is working. She feels tired all of the time, maybe has gut hormone problems and can't seem to get around it, even though you know maybe you're eating right or you feel like you're doing a lot of the right things. or You want to do the right things desperately, but you're so burnt out. This is for you. If you want to apply to join this program, I have 25 spots. I will put a link in the show notes for you. And if you have any questions, we will answer them on a free call. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Well, hello. Blanca it is very nice to be chatting with you on this Friday evening it's already dark outside because of daylight savings it still feels weird I'm ready for that to be done but can you introduce yourself what it is that you do and the clients that you typically work with
1: yes so um, it's funny you say that because just a few years ago, I I remember us like meeting before we were both like niching down. And so now it feels good to be like, this is what I do. And this is who I see. So yeah, let me get to it. (laughs) Um, So I am a physical therapist assistant. I've been one for three years. I've been working in the outpatient orthopedic setting. Um, I work with general population. And I also am a strength specialist certified strength and conditioning specialist for seven years. Now I, uh, started working out with whoever wanted to work out with me. And I, I got a whole bunch of people that wanted to weight loss here and there. And I'm like, you know, huh, I felt like a lot of people, they stopped working out because they were hurt and something happened. I felt like I needed to combine the two, rehab and fitness. I felt like two worlds needed to communicate. With In in a PT clinic, you could only focus on that one specific joint, and that's it. You don't really treat the person as a whole. You focus on that joint because that's what insurance covered. But then with personal training, you could train them as a whole, but you probably needed to know a little bit more about how to read through some diagnoses from some medical charts. You, you need a little bit more of a clinical background before you're to push somebody to their limit. So I combined the two and that's what I do.
0: I love it. I love that you pursued additional education on behalf of the clients that you were seeing and no noticing the problem and that you needed a little bit more and didn't, step outside of your scope of practice. You did your due diligence to get licensure. And then, you know, your world expands and the people that you can help expands. You know, I went through something very similar with being a personal trainer first, but I was already, I was in school to become a dietitian, but I knew that it would be so long before I could work with people in that area so i'm like i need to be able to at least help some people right now even if it's just through exercise and accomplish that then once i became a dietitian it's like okay rocking and rolling this is exactly what i want to be doing and it's interesting now because i don't even think i'm going to be renewing my personal training licensure in january because i'm so fully invested in my nutrition business good You know, I
1: actually, my CSCS, I'm debating on renewing it because I'm not a strength coach in a college anymore and I work with general population and I really am adamant about advocating for the general population because after you graduate, all you have is your body. Yeah. And that's like, that's it. You don't have trainers massaging you twice a day. You don't have 30 people patting you on the back anymore you might lose your scholarship if you get hurt. Like that's, it's really just you. And so I really like to equip people with the tools that they need to just do what they want to do in life. So yeah.
0: I love it. I'm curious because I know personal trainers get bombarded with weight loss and nutrition, like people asking for that type of advice and I never really thought about, huh, maybe physical therapists also experience that. What has your experience been like over the years with people asking you for that type of advice?
1: So it has been, it's the, it, when people ask me questions, it's done in a way by which society has pushed it onto them. Okay. So when they come to me, it's urgent because how weight loss has been advertised, not how I advertise it. Cause that's not what I do, yeah. but it's like, Hey, I need to lose this now. Yeah. I need to get rid of specifically this. I needed to target that. So when people come to me, it's like, Hey, I need this. Can you help me get this off? Can you do this? And at first I'm like, okay, so I've been studying this for six years. I weight loss is not my thing I don't do that I'm specifically focusing on rehab fitness looking at the body's alignment um that and doing corrective exercises and focusing on joint health like I've been studying this for a while like that's not what I do but I have to remember the way in which it's been sold to them yeah so there's that component and then in clinic we can we're like we can give general advice but also like we can give general advice, but we can definitely refer out when needed. And so the tricky thing is, is that they'll end up right in the doctor's office again, and then they're going to be offered quick fixes and whatnot. And so there's, yeah, yeah, there's that component. And sometimes we'll have patients coming that I look at everyone, like, equally, whether they are overweight or not. If they're coming in with pain, I'm addressing their pain. Like, yes, losing weight can help decrease some of the load on the joint, of course, but how do you say that with somebody who's not overweight? Right. So it's just like, you still need to be acknowledging the mechanics. You still need to be acknowledging the strength. You still, They still deserve to feel a little bit better. Um, so I always, I always just come in with that. Mentality and sometimes are given medication that make them gain weight. And then, like, it's just kind of it's something that's just like very heavily layered that I don't even try to lightly touch, knowing how heavily layered it is and can prefer out when needed.
0: Yeah. That's so important. And I'm glad that you touched on the lens that people come at it with of it has to be this quick fix, especially with things like Ozempic now being so heavily marketed and pushed to people, not just that have diabetes, type two diabetes, but people that are just looking for weight loss because with that drug, it can happen so fast. But things like that always come at a cost of some sort and being able to educate people on what the upsides and what the downsides are to the mode in which they lose weight uh, is very important. So I'm curious if you have any specific examples or even general examples of people that have come to you after working with someone else who maybe steered them in the wrong direction and how you were able to correct that doesn't have to just be about weight loss, but really with everything that you do.
1: So I have had some clients come to me with horror stories, um, of things that they've gone through with with the trainers. So from the evaluation, sometimes the trainer will automatically assume they're wanting or trying to lose weight Mm -hmm. when like they never said that they just want to move better and they'll drill them really hard. They'll push them to the limit. Um, very high intensity stuff when they have explicitly said, I can't do high intensity, like because of this condition, that condition, or, um, I've even caught on to, I've asked, I asked my clients for the medications that they're on. I I saw one of the side effects, definitely something that arises with high intensity training. So like, it's just like, I uh, using my clinical background, I was able to catch on to that. But they they just say the horror story of like the trainer just flat out was not listening and they just put them through a treacherous training that makes everything literally worse. Yeah. And they'll make comments on their body. Um I've also had a client that came to me and like their the trainer is just like, um make reference to them
0: about them almost being ready to have their body or they have mm. grabbed,
1: um, they have grabbed like parts of their body to, to show like, Hey, like you still have this to lose when like, that was not something that they discussed with them. Um, or them completely disregarding some symptoms that they've shared with them. So yeah, it
0: always, surprises me. Every time I hear a a new situation like that come up, it's just like the situational awareness and the emotional intelligence that some trainers lack and that it is very frustrating to hear. So I'm sure it's very refreshing when clients get to work with you and the modalities that you use how do you approach the mindset around weight loss? Is there certain things that you say or encourage them to get them out of that urgency or that body dysmorphia, feeling like this is a huge pressure?
1: Yes, um, that's going to be within the consultation that's like we need to cancel this up front right now mm-hmm. because this is not what I stand for. This is not what I do. I cannot come to them and say, Hey, um, I could help you with that. It's not what I focus on, but I could help you. But like ten sessions in, they're like, Why isn't this not like? No, I'm just telling them up front, like, look. The exercise that I'm doing, they're designed to make you feel better. And I'm coming in with a clinical background. I'm coming in with a physical therapy background. I'm really having you celebrate your new ranges that you're reaching, your new strengths that you're reaching, um, being excited about things that people forget about, like being able to crouch you down and pick something up off the floor or to be able to play on the ground or toddler like those are the things that I want you to appreciate and when you celebrate those little milestones those little 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 steps along the way it makes the process a lot better I say hey look this is my aim if you are wanting to lose weight please let me know because I will refer you out And it is okay, but make sure that you have grace with your body because it will not look the same now. It won't look the same in a few months. And even a year from now, it will never look the same. It's always gonna keep changing. So please just give yourself grace with how it changes with seasons and embrace where it's at now. It's never gonna look the same. And be gentle with your body and uh, another thing that I'm sure that they don't do is is like talk down upon themselves. Yeah. Um, people will say very mean things about themselves. And I'm just like, we can't, that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're doing. We have so much more to celebrate in the session. And I just, I just, I just emphasize the crap out of what they've accomplished.
0: Yeah. And what more they can
1: do. So that's how I keep it a safe a safe space. Say, this is not what I'm doing. This is what we're focusing on and that this is it.
0: I completely agree. And I think it is so important for, because you, you have such an extensive background in what you do, which is incredible. Same as me in a different area of health and wellness. We all need to know and have that responsibility as health and wellness professionals of hey this is what my expertise is. So if you're coming to me with this other thing outside of my scope, I'm going to redirect you, but I'm also going to help you understand like if their mindset or their way of thinking around it is I don't want to say flawed, but not in, in alignment of to them. Right. No, yeah, it's,
1: it's, I can't blame them for it. It's how it's yeah. been sold to them. Yeah. And I, exactly. and I have them before they keep going through those consecutive years of trying and failing and trying and failing of weight loss, I say, go get a hormone panel. Go, go check your gut health. What are your stress levels like? What are you sleeping? There's nothing I can do that, that can outweigh any of those things. Make sure you see somebody because there could be something going on that is fighting against any effort you put in no matter how how healthy you try to eat no matter how how much you try to work out i'm not going to have you spin your wheels like i'm not going to have you do that and i say hey make sure you rule those things out first and foremost if this is something you struggle with rule it out because i'm not going to have you beat yourself up for more years and that's that's where you would come in (laughs) that's here you go that's where you would come in and help them with those
0: things that's gold asking the right questions and people are not taught how to ask the right questions because whenever you feel wrong whenever something feels off you go to the doctor and That's just how how we're taught to handle problems with our health when sometimes it goes beyond even the tests that doctors can give you. So someone, I've had so many clients that come to me struggling to lose weight. We look at what they're eating, their exercise routine, and on the surface level, they're doing everything correct. And on top of that, when they go to the doctor, all of their blood work is quote unquote normal. But okay, okay. What else is there? There's the hormone right. panel. There's the GI map, Those uh, the Dutch test and the GI map are two of my favorite ways to figure out what's really going on on a super deep level with people and give them data, numbers of like, you're having this external problem. You're not hitting what you wanna hit even though you're doing all the things, this is why. I can give them a little snippet of, this is exactly what's going on in your body and here's how we can correct it at a root cause level so that you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to get prescribed these weight loss drugs or take these fat burner pills in an attempt to, like, hit that mark, which is going to, in a lot of cases, damage your body more than it'll help it. This is going to really heal you. And so I think that is so, so important, being able to ask those questions and um, diving into things like this, like people that are watching this or listening to this after the fact are... It's a good mind opener to listen to oh, holistic professionals and understand the different modalities and how each individual can help them.
1: You know, another aspect is how people will come in and train, like, how, how they're immediately doing hit high intensity. Yeah. And the trainings that they have them do just... Um, it gives me chest pain. <laughs> <laughs> can you touch your toes? Okay, good. All right, you're ready. You can, st- can you stand on one leg? Can you squeeze my fingers? Okay, good. You've passed your physical examination. Go over to a personal trainer. Okay, all right. I'm going to look at how you squat. Okay, you're all set. You're ready to jump in. And it's just like, how? How on earth? They'll get drilled to the ground, which is terrible for their hormones, especially if it's like there's, there's zero sense of cycle syncing as well. So like if they already have a hormonal imbalance and then you're training them crazily, that's just going to ruin everything even more. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. And then another aspect is the attention to detail with how they're doing certain exercises, taking into consideration what their lifestyle was before working out. Yeah. What is their
0: exercise history?
1: Have they had um, Have they had joint pain? Have they gone to a physical therapist before? I go through all of those things and when I'm doing exercises, I ask them, how does this feel? Where do you feel it? Yeah. How long did you feel it after for? Within what rep did you feel it in? Okay, you might be feeling this for two or three days after. If it exceeds a week, please let me know. Okay, when you do this, how about we switch this angle? How about we turn that out? How about we do this? if that's not taken into consideration then you are just drilling them further into their um compensations that they're already coming in with yeah you're just drilling them further into the poor posture that they're coming in you're just you're just reinforcing it and just creating more wear and tear which will just get them hurt quicker and it's just like and then what and then the other component is looking at the fascial system which is just now like it this this is this is pretty this it's is new. pretty new in the exercise world yeah looking at the body looking at the 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 fascial system because when you drill somebody into working out quickly let's lose weight let's burn it quick nothing that comes quick is going to last long the fascial system it takes longer to adapt than the muscles it doesn't build as quickly as the muscles do so if you go and you work out and then you pull something right away and you're confused as to why or you have really intense pain and you don't know why and you had zero sense of 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 like progressive loading, like you had none yeah. of that then your fashion system is like wait what what are we doing i don't like this you've never done this before
0: you're clearly very <laughs> thorough you ask all of the right questions and apply it to the individual. You take that time to really go over it because a lot of people just don't do that. And then the second point of that is you're continuously learning. Wait, wait. Yeah, give me give me that. Give me that. Okay. We're going to go slide and close the door. Okay. <laughs> just but,
1: um, get out of there. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed is how many times I've been in group classes before, and I've noticed how many times clients say no to something and it's not being listened to. There's so many different other forms of no than just verbal no. Yeah, Um, there was we were in, I think we were doing like sled pushes or something. And if this was not in favor for how this particular client was built, she was um, she She was top heavy and she was complaining that a particular exercise was hurting her back because she was hinging over Yeah. and the trainer just kept telling her to go and I'm like, and then he was having her do jumping jacks and he was having her do mountain climbers. He was having her do sled pushes. He was having her do like all of these things that just were forward for her. And I'm just like, this is her first day of training and with how she's built you're about to have her leave the gym in two minutes
0: yeah you're
1: not say you're not strengthening the appropriate muscles to support how she's built
0: yeah it's it's so nuanced exercise movement nutrition all of these topics are so there's no black and white it's solely based on the individual so being able to find somebody to work with that understands that and can assess your body and be like, look, this is going to be better for you than this exercise and yeah, all the ways it's so important. So I'm really glad. It's always refreshing to connect with people like you who are doing it solely out yeah. of the goodness of your heart, like for really wanting to truly help people because the way you're going to be able to do that is, By exactly what we've been talking about, asking the right questions, being really thorough, referring to other professionals when you know it's outside of your scope of practice. Like these are all green flags for people who are presented with a problem where they have a goal, but they just don't know how to achieve it. It's like a lot of people tend to go to the first thing or the first person that they see that's presented to them when they maybe search Google. So it can be something like, "Okay, who's local to me? who's in my area just through a basic Google search, okay, book a yeah. call, it' easy. Yeah. Then there's also the people that are online, the people with the most followers. But we always have to remember that followers does not mean credential, um, validated, really. There's, there's so much to be said just about that topic alone. But I do get, I have gotten so many clients over the years that are coming to me After working with someone else who they saw on social media and are genuinely hesitant to work with someone new based off of the experience Ah. that they have, especially when most of the time, if I get a client that is like, oh, I had this really bad experience with someone else. It's either because they were a nutritionist and not a dietitian so that um, there's that education gap or they just went the conventional route and their doctors just were not listening to them and not advocating for them. So those are usually the two pathways I see before they sit down and have a call with me. Is it similar for you?
1: They've probably, like, so the thing is, is when I, when I get plus size clients, they, have gone through their wringer already with how they're treated in the medical field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I feel like your situation, the fact that you're running these, these tests with them, for example, like Dutch test, the fact that it's things that the standardized tests that they, they wouldn't catch it anyway. Yeah. Like they, they, you would just, if I walked in and I ran some tests, they'd be like, you're fine. And I'm like, but I'm not, but with your kind of test, I will definitely, you would find some things and we would have things to work with.
0: Yep. Perfect example. Even just this year, I had a client come to me who was dealing with intense bloating, inflammation, nausea, which led to lack of appetite. She was always stressed. Uh, and she came to me in I think February of last year telling me, oh, well, I have a consult and a test that's going to be done with my GI doc in April, but I still want to get a head start on this now because I'm sick of feeling like this. And you know, with the medical system, sometimes it takes months to be able to get in with somebody and then it takes even longer to get a test back. So we have people just waiting in this limbo of feeling like crap. And that's when, so she was in that situation I end up getting on the phone with her. We start looking at her nutrition, very basic stuff. Ends up going to the GI doc, and I'm telling her like I really think you should get an endoscopy done. Because, and I'm just a like outpatient virtual dietitian. I'm not even in the hospital, but I already I know like you should be getting an endoscopy. Can I give that to you? Absolutely not. But this is what you need right now. And she went in April. They did not do endoscopy. The doctor brushed off her symptoms because he probably sees it all the time now and is so desensitized to the fact that people are coming in with all these GI issues, but, oh, it's not celiac. Rule that out. Okay. Then they don't look for anything further sometimes. Yeah, they can't bill for it. (laughs) Right. So then after, after that, we were like, okay, we have to go another route. Let's get you a GI map. We did that. And not only did she have super high candida, which was causing the nausea, a lot of the bloating, her um, wanting a lot of high carb, high sweet foods all the time, all really processed. Uh, not only that, she had high calprotectin, which for those that are listening that don't know what that is, it's an inflammatory marker that can help diagnose inflammatory bowel disease. Because we have IBS and we have IBD. IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, is just a blanket term for, oh, you have some GI issues, but the doctor doesn't really know what they are. So that's what she was, quote unquote, diagnosed with. It's not a proper diagnosis. Then there's, right. Then there's IBD, which can be there. It's a blanket term for a couple other things like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. And so when I saw that calprotectin high, I'm like, fuming because she didn't get an endoscopy. And this was a couple months later when she could afford to do the GI map. She should have had that endoscopy. If she had that done in April, we would have known about the IBD so much sooner and had been able to attack it head on, which luckily through the dietary interventions and recommendations that I had given her, her symptoms had already begun to drastically improve, but it's like, okay, why are we not at at the point of testing for these things when people present with these types of severe symptoms it, it is absolutely mind blowing to me which is why i encourage people to go the holistic route but a lot of people don't know what that really means because it's not it's a very broad term so how would you describe that to somebody like functional holistic to your clients that don't know what it is
1: so i think of it as taking into account everything taking everything into account because when it comes to health and wellness it's not just one domain it's looking at everything for me it means to look at that person literally as a whole. Mm-hmm. Look at them, like, look at them for their symptoms. Look at what they're saying and see if we can make lifestyle changes because in doctor's offices, sometimes, not sometimes, they will give you a fix given that you won't change anything. They'll give you a medication given that you are not willing to do these other things that might make it better that are less invasive and a lot safer so when i'm thinking holistic i'm thinking lifestyle changes dietary changes changes in the styles of training um going the herbal route seeing seeing somebody like you seeing a functional medicine doctor seeing um seeing like a fertility awareness educator seeing like getting everything going, going to, um, trying out physical therapy, trying out acupuncture, trying out, like doing everything that is, um, not as invasive to the body as yeah. like a surgery or taking certain medication. Sometimes it's necessary, but like that's when I hear that, that's what I think about Yeah, managing stress, finding it in, uh, improving sleep hygiene, doing those little factors that got them to where they're at in the first place. But, um, what, so, okay, so what would it mean to you and what, what are some things that you could tell the general population? Because I know, for example, when people are sent to go speak to, if they go see a nutritionist or a dietitian,
0: Dietitian which, usually.
1: If they if they have to go see a dietitian, and then insurance only covers it if they're diabetic, but then if they're not diabetic, then it won't cover it. Can you explain the difference between the two and explain how you take a holistic approach to helping somebody with their diet as opposed to somebody that's that's in a traditional clinical setting and they Absolutely. have the bill for da 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 like how do you how, like what is your approach and, and how do you how like with using layman's terms as well?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. And I'm so passionate about telling people about this. It is so important. So there's different sectors. There's the nutritionist. Then there's the clinical, inpatient, traditional dietitian that you go see. And then there's someone like me. So we'll hit all the bases. (laughs) A nutritionist is, that term is unregulated. Anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, no matter what, (laughs) if you decided today or tomorrow to make a brand new account and call yourself a nutritionist, you can legally do that. All dietitians are nutritionists. It's in our name, registered dietitian slash nutritionist. However, not all nutritionists are dietitians. So when it comes to what we can offer, it is very different. The problem is nutritionists can sometimes tend to step into the dietitian role when by law they're not allowed to. So they can call themselves a dietitian or a nutritionist. However, what their scope of practice is, is very limited. They can give, for example, general nutrition advice, just like a personal trainer. But when it comes to anything targeted, like even something as simple as calculating macronutrients for someone based on their muscle mass, their fat mass, all of that, they're very limited. What dietitians do that is so different is something called medical nutrition therapy, which allows them to treat and help prevent disease through nutrition and lifestyle. So I can see someone with type 2 diabetes, for example, but a nutritionist could not. That's why you have health coaches out there. Health coaches can work with the general population, just people that you know want to see some improvement in body composition, some weight loss. But as soon as that person has any formal diagnoses and the nutritionist or health coach starts touching on that and giving them recommendations based off of that diagnosis. That's when it's a problem. They're not, they do not have the education, the background to do that. Dietitians go through a lot more schooling. We have to go through a bachelor's. And as of January 2024, all new dietitians are going to be required to have a master's. Whether I agree with that or not, you know, don't necessarily agree with that jump, but that just goes to show you how much formal training we need. Plus, we do a dietetic internship, which is a thousand hours of supervised practice and then a board exam which is so scary. Um, Uh, (laughs) There's so much to it. And that I think is why dietitians are so passionate about explaining the difference because it can be a matter of a a person's lives in the hands. It can be a completely different experience for the person, whether they see a nutritionist or a dietitian. Now there are, there are so many areas of dietetics. So when people ask, "Okay, what does a dietitian actually do? I tell them wherever there is food involved, there can be a dietitian. We have dietitians in grocery stores. We have outpatient dietitians that are connected to a hospital. So and then there's dietitians that are in the hospital. There's dietitians in food service. There's dietitians in community nutrition. There's so many places you can find us, which is really cool. Now, I will speak specifically to inpatient clinical, because that is the place where a lot of people, that's the most common place you think of a dietitian. So that's where we'll lead the conversation today. But when you are an inpatient dietitian, you're just seeing who's in the hospital, right? And what often happens is you have a certain amount of patients that you go see each day. You go in, you ask them how they're doing, how their appetite is, any symptoms that they're experiencing, then you go, you write them a nutrition prescription for, let's say, an insure. Or if they can't eat, if they can't swallow, then doing a feeding tube. And then if they, if their GI system isn't working, then you have to go a deeper layer and do something like uh, parenteral nutrition, which is through IV. So then uh-huh. it... It's on the treatment side. So people are already in the hospital, already have a very big problem to the point where they're in the hospital. And so they're at that treatment level, which is very important. And we need dietitians in that space. We have an essential role in the hospital. Then there's the outpatient dietitians that are connected to a hospital. And uh, oftentimes they'll take a wide range of insurance. And insurance is very nuanced. Honestly, it would be a lot to get into on just this call. But Uh outpatient dietitians that are affiliated with a hospital do tend to have a little bit more freedom with their clients and are seeing them more on a long-term basis, as opposed to Uh just while they're in the hospital, which is nice because that follow-up is really important. The problem with seeing just a dietitian in the hospital and then not seeing one outside of it is the inpatient dietitian doesn't have that much time to give you a lot of information. So often we're just handing someone a packet and being like, "Yeah, all right, there you go, and send them on their way. And then they have this 10 page document and they're like, I have so many questions, I don't know what any of this means, what do I do now? And that overwhelms a lot of people and then they just don't follow through, they can't. And so what I do is very different. I am considered outpatient because I see people outside of the hospital, but I like to work with people on the prevention side of ensuring that they don't end up in the hospital or don't end up in a worse place. I see a lot of people with a wide variety, yeah, a wide variety of conditions, but at the bottom level, it all stems from stress, stress and inflammation, that stress response. I tend to work with a lot of busy women, that have a full-time job. Maybe are in corporate moms, uh, moms that have full-time jobs, like single moms, a lot of that particular population students as well. I have a lot of students. So women that are in their grind and their work mode a lot and are chronically stressed going through periods of burnout Not being able to lose weight if weight loss is a desire for them because they're in that constant state of fight or flight and under eating. So their metabolism is very low, things like that. So, what I am doing on my end is very holistic. I'm looking at a lot of the different things that you described. So, not just sticking in the realm of, okay, what are you eating? It's how are you sleeping? Are you hydrated? How are your stress levels? Do you have any mindfulness practices that can pull you out of? your crazy day? Do you have anything that helps you slow down? What was your history like going really extensive into childhood? Because a lot of disordered eating patterns stem from childhood. I have a lot of um, clients that are newly just out on their own in adulthood and have so much trauma from just the way they were brought up with food. And now we're working to undo some of those things so it's very much a whole person perspective if someone has a gut issue i am not compartmentalizing that i'm not just looking at what's happening in the stomach and the intestinal tract it goes so far beyond that as well so it exactly how you described holistic medicine that is the route that i go with each and every one of my clients
1: that's that's similar to if i have um if i have a patient that comes to me and they have neck or shoulder issues and i you know i like rehab them you know i get them stronger but if they have the personality trait or somebody of somebody that doesn't let go or somebody who um has keeps holding anger towards towards things or if they keep their tension like this, yeah. how am I going to fight against that? So looking at the holistic approach, for example, when somebody comes to me and they have a check-in, I have them tell me in detail how they're doing. Yeah. I have them tell me what they did yesterday, what they did today, what they plan on doing tomorrow, how are they feeling in this moment? What sensations do they feel in their body? what habits like what like what are what are things going on outside of training because if they don't tell me that i can over prescribe them exercises i can i can load them up way too much than what their body's able to handle for that day because they're going to be moving different each day that's that's similar to personal training versus being able to be a physical therapist. Like that's similar between like nutritionist and, and, to be like a dietitian. It's just peeling back the layers of what has gotten them to where they're at. How would you say that your tests are able to pick up on those things, um, better than what people typically do a quick and dirty screen for in a, in a, in a clinic or in a doctor's office?
0: So it comes from the functional labs for sure being those tests but then also having a really detailed intake form Um, i have even a stressor score quiz that's included in Uh my 12-week program where i take them through environmental lifestyle and nutritional stressors and ask them questions in each category even something like being in a noisy environment at home or living in a really dense city where there's a lot of traffic, things like that. And then they check off the things that apply to them. And then at the bottom, I give them a range of, okay, you have a couple stressors, no big deal. Everyone has stress. I can just show you how to optimize your day. Then, okay, you're dealing with a little bit more than that. And then the full-on you're in constant fight or flight mode based off of just how much you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So I like that one because it's included. It's not an additional out-of-pocket expense for people. And then that gives me Uh, right up front, a good lens of what's going on for them and how we can start tackling some of these things. And then if we need to, we can also add on a GI map, which is so for people that don't know, a GI map is more gut focused and a Dutch test is more hormone focused. So if someone is having really hard time losing weight, for example, even though they've been working at it for a while. Honestly, a GI map or a Dutch test would be really beneficial. But if they're that's when I start to ask more questions, like if they're dealing with painful periods or irregular cycles, or they're going to bed at night but can't fall asleep because they're wired and then they're exhausted the rest of the day. Then that's leading to me to be like, okay, this is very hormone sense centered, even though gut and hormones are very interconnected that can guide me to be like, okay, instead of spending $800 on both tests, let's start with this one. See what we can do here. Uh, see where your cortisol is at, how you're metabolizing your different uh, hormones and how they're moving through the body. It's not just about what your levels are. The cool thing about these tests is it shows you the pathways of in which it's going um being created and then leaving the body too, which can provide oh even further insight on like if certain If certain organs aren't working correctly, like maybe their adrenal gland is insufficient or their thyroid, um, that can help us look at, okay, how do we target these specific areas too? So it really, of course, comes down to the individual, but those are the things that I have in place to ensure that I ask all the right questions. It's up to them, of course, to ask enough questions to get to the point of working with someone like us. But then it's our responsibility to move that forward and then follow up with the other multitude of questions that there are to really like put the puzzle pieces together.
1: Right, right. I feel like that's so much more efficient than going into, now all information is, is, is useful, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like that's a lot more in detail. Uh, it'll give you a better snapshot than just, going and getting blood work done at a random day in the cycle at 10 o'clock in the morning when your cortisol levels are already high like it's just like like how but how do we see how the body actually does it through an extended period of time like i i i like that um you incorporating these tests i remember when i saw one of your posts that you mentioned the dash test and i was like i gotta talk to her okay I was like, yes, yes, I'm here for it. I love that. So We love data. That's awesome. At the end
0: of the day, as, well, as good as we are at counseling and working on behavior change with clients, we're also science girls. We love the science. We love the data. And being able to pair that, like the scientific data, but with the behavior change together to help someone get to where they need to be is just like Because sometimes you can work with someone who is really good at one thing, but not as strong in the other. And so to find providers that can offer both for the client's perspective, it's like that can be really refreshing. So I encourage anyone who's looking for a physical therapist, a personal trainer, a dietitian, whatever it ends up being, whoever it ends up being to get on a call with them First and foremost, do not buy something off the internet without talking to that person first, please. Uh, That's a big part of it too. So how can people get in touch with you? How would people get, okay, so they
1: would get, they could get me through, um, they could touch me through Instagram or through my email, through my website, on my, on my Instagram, in my bio, I have like a, I have like a link tree so they can, message me any kind of way whether it's text or email or call or um yeah they can get in touch with me through that um awesome and i'm then they can schedule a consultation from there and i give them a a big behind questionnaire as well but movement focus yeah so
0: yeah i love it and do you work with people Virtually or just based out of Miami?
1: Um, Virtually. Yeah, I do virtually because the way Miami's set up, I'm not about to be stuck in traffic. I'm (laughs) going to be driving working Yeah. and no, (laughs) no. So I work with people virtual. I do um, live virtual training um, and then I also do custom written workout plans. I check with them on how they did it before I write the next week. So it's nothing that's written out like months out. I don't really like to write things months out like that because you feel different every day and I want that person to be able to gain the body literacy to be able to tell am I ready to do this kind of workout? Can I do this today? What is, what's calling to be moved in my body today? What, Mm -hmm. what am I feeling? Was I sitting, was I sitting for five hours today or was I up on my feet a lot? Like how can I gain those tools and awareness to be able to communicate what I can and can't do? So that that that's how I make the written workout plan like like customized and they're able to comment on each exercise, et cetera. And the other aspect that I another thing that I do is um I do virtual classes for women above forty and mm-hmm. grandmas. So I do that as well. So I do one on one and then I do written and then I work with with my
0: grandmas as well. I love that. I'm so glad you do virtual because I know a lot of people are gonna be watching this or listening to it from all over the place. So it's always nice that you have that reach and it just expands the amount of people that you can impact. And I'm so thankful that we were able to do this today. It's always great bringing this information to people and people having access to this for free uh, so they they can be well informed when looking for health professionals to help them. I hope you have a great rest of your evening and that the weather gets better down there. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.